Hi, this is Kip Mock, host of The Cut and the Dry. I'm here with my co-host, Isaac Lopez, founder of The Life Given Radio. We're here to talk to you guys tonight about the first presidential debate. I know we're a little late to the show, but we kind of had this idea last minute. So we're just going to jump straight into it. And um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Trump's alleged refusal to condemn white supremacy in the debate. Um, so I've got a few headlines here. Um, the first is, quote, Trump declines to denounce white supremacy, end quote, from NPR. Then, quote, editorial, President Blue Chance to reject white supremacy, unquote, from the Columbus Dispatch. Next one, quote, Trump condemns all white supremacists after refusing to do so at the presidential debate, unquote, from yours truly, CNN. <laughs> Next, quote, Trump's refusal to condemn white supremacy fits pattern of extremist rhetoric, unquote. And that's from The Guardian. Next one, quote, Trump's failure to condemn white supremacy at debate, part of well-established pattern, unquote. ABC News. Next one, quote, Trump refuses to denounce white supremacy in chaotic debate, unquote. New York Times. Now, before we talk about this a little bit, I want to go to the transcript. Um... And I'll give you timestamps, so if you want to reference this, you're more than welcome to. timestamps yeah. in here if you guys want to listen to this yourselves. Um, Chris Wallace says, quote, You have repeatedly criticized the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not to add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha, and as we've seen in Portland, unquote. So at 41 minutes and 57 seconds, President Donald Trump says, sure, I'm willing to do that, unquote. So <laughs> all of those headlines I read earlier are, are demonstrably false. Um, and there are a couple other things that are misleading about these headlines that I'd like to discuss later. But Isaac, what are your thoughts on this? You've watched the debate a few times, so... Yeah, yeah, I... I um... I think one of the things that they really hopped on was the fact that he said to, like, with that quote that you just cited, and then yeah. he says to stand down and stand by, um, right. which wasn't, like, their I, perfect idea of, exactly uh, like, he didn't come out and denounce it. And my thought was, I mean, we just saw two men debating, you know, they're over 75 years old, both of them, and both... Joe Biden and Donald Trump had multiple misspeaks, if you want to say. Um, so, I mean, multiple times on the fly, if you're talking fast in a high-pressure situation like that, you're going to say stuff that may not be as clear as you would like it to be. And I think in this instance, you know, yeah. the media is always chasing after Trump as he's a racist, he's a racist. You know, referring to that one incident back in Charlotte, right in South Carolina, where mm -hmm. there's that one incident, and I think Wallace mentioned that and like... Uh, the, the debate as well and they're just so they just want to color him as a racist when if you listen to and read the transcripts he he clearly he clearly defines it as no i'm not a white supremacist actually yeah. he, he condemned them as ku klux klan and you know joe biden i think went to uh the um didn't he go to the funeral of one of the ku klux klan's leader Leaders. I haven't heard um, about this actually, yeah, yeah. but I mean, you know, Richard Spencer, a mm -hmm. famous white supremacist, yeah, just yeah. recently uh, he endorsed Trump in 2016, but he actually switched his endorsement to endorsing Joe Biden. Oh, I did not year, know this. Which okay. is which is really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. But there are a couple things that you mentioned that I want to want to pick up on because yeah, I, I did I did 
put in a little bit more of the transcript. Okay. Um, so, but I'd actually like to go back to Chris Wallace's first quote because it's easy to miss this, but it's mm-hmm. a very leading question. He says, um, uh, basically, he's asking Trump to condemn white supremacists, ask them to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've mm-hmm. seen in Portland. So so right there, Chris Wallace is, he's loading the question with the assumption that what happened in Kenosha and what happened in Portland is white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume he's referring to Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. um, in terms yeah. of Kenosha. Uh, as for Portland, I honestly, I don't know exactly what he's referring to. I know there mm-hmm. has been violence on both sides, um, but... What's been more prominent is the fact that a, a guy who was wearing a MAGA hat was targeted and murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, first degree murder. It was premeditated. There's right. a record of people discussing this online. Mm-hmm. And so Chris Wallace is kind of just glossing over the violence. I mean, uh, I know I'm all over the map here, but for, for Kyle Rittenhouse, there was a one of the guys that he shot, uh, one, the one who survived... Uh, was holding a pistol to his head mm-hmm. when he was shot in the arm. Right. right, right. So, hopefully, the courts will find the truth, mm-hmm. and and I I'm hoping that they'll find that it was self defense because from yeah. all the evidence we have, that that's what right was right. the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but a really really loaded question from Chris Wallace. He was yeah. obviously super biased in the debate. I honestly yeah. I don't know much about Chris Wallace. I don't really mm-hmm. watch watch the news. Um, no. So so I. I I, I wasn't expecting that. I, all I knew was he was a Fox News yeah, anchor. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, that was that was pretty crazy. Yeah, and I was actually going to jump in and ask what you thought overall of his job as a moderator. Because I, I don't think Chris Wallace, I, I've watched him interview uh, Trump. I think it was uh, close after President's Day, or it was after Fourth of July, after his speech at... Um, Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. um, and Chris Wallace had a an interview with him, um, and he was pretty like head on with yeah. uh, President Trump, and very very much confrontational, even though he's in the Fox News camp. Um, yeah. But anyway, coming back to the question, what did you think overall of Chris Wallace as a moderator? And I hope this isn't getting too far away from no, like, no, not prepared, at all. But um, I mean, this is just a conversation starter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I he was interesting. So. Obviously, I have to I have to recognize the fact that I'm biased as well. Right. Um, I'm I support President Trump. Same I'm here. voting for him. I'm excited to vote for him, and I have no qualms about voting for him. Mm. And I'm also not a racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. That's actually a serious statement. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it needs to be said because everyone's going to assume that you're a racist right. because you're a President Trump supporter. Exactly. Same here. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so so with that bias in mind um there there were a couple points in the debate it it, it was so fast paced and mm-hmm. uh, you know the only only accurate statement i think from these headlines i read earlier was the fact that the new york times mentioned it was a chaotic debate mm-hmm. it definitely was a chaotic debate yeah um i i'll get to that later but um there was so much going on but if you look back to the transcript and you look back at some of Chris Wallace's questions, you see a lot of stuff like this. He's mm-hmm. He's got a lot of leading questions with a right. lot of big assumptions nestled into them. And mm. it's not easy to pick up on that mm. during the debate. Mm. But I, th- I think President Trump did a, a good job of um, 
of trying to answer questions reasonably while also recognizing that Chris Wallace wasn't being, he wasn't being a moderator. Right. He was, uh, I mean, President Trump called him out. He said, mm-hmm. I, I thought this was a, I thought I was debating Joe Biden. Right. But apparently this is 1v2. Right. But that's okay. That was just 15, I yeah. 15 minutes into the <laughs> right. debate. Yeah. 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 And I mean, he saw it and uh, it took me a little longer to really pick up on a lot of the things that Chris Wallace was mm-hmm. doing. Uh, in terms of the basic role of a moderator, he didn't do a terrible job. Okay. Um, he, I mean, he tried to keep things on track, um, but uh, the manner in which he wrote his questions mm. and the manner in which he tried to lead the witness mm. um, was was very misleading, and, and I think it was it was pretty shameful. Mm. Um, yeah. So. I think I think President Trump was right. He was he was debating both of them, and Chris Wallace was a more formidable opponent <laughs> um, <laughs> and younger. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one thing I I just I have to Google this every time I think about it because I don't believe it. But President Trump is only three years younger than Joe Biden. I thought I thought it was like ten years. I know. Honestly, it, like it, yeah. it doesn't seem possible. The the poor man, Joe Biden, really shouldn't be running for president. Um, right. Okay, also I need but, to retract my statement. Chris Wallace is apparently 73 years old. Oh, really? Um, so okay. uh, he, he is younger technically than the other two, but uh, he looks he looks a lot younger. He's been dyed the both. hair. Or yeah, pro- probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably taking a leaf out of Trump's book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, let's see. Do you have any questions? You have any thoughts you want to want to kick us off with something? Yeah, yeah. Um I uh, just kind of like general feedback. I wasn't um, the f- first listen through. Uh, I didn't. I, I wasn't able to watch it live, so I listened yeah. to it the next day at work, um, and I didn't get. Uh, I, I did see everyone, all of my friends' reactions on Facebook, right and left side of the aisle, oh, yeah. um, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good," um, and not in a like uplifting way. I wasn't excited. <laughs> you know, I wasn't you just like, thought, "Oh, this is gonna be a juice." Yeah, one. exactly, yeah, exactly. You. you know, I um, going into it, I. Honestly, I don't see, didn't really think President Trump was going to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. Trump is just far more active and agile mentally than Joe Biden is, and yeah. I think we've seen that in a plethora of interviews. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to say it almost goes without saying, but yeah. what were you going to say? It well, like I just want to jump in there. there, but Joe Biden was a lot more coherent than I was expecting. I know, yes. I know there are a lot of people speculating about him being on, on drugs mm-hmm. to like enhance his performance. I don't even know if that's a thing, yeah. if the man I, I has know. dementia or he's senile or mm-hmm. whatever his ailment may be. I don't know if there are drugs that can make you more coherent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think it's worth talking about that, but I just right. thought it's important to note. He was a lot more coherent than I had anticipated. Yeah. He did yeah. A, He did a, a decent job. I mean, he was lying right, left and center. Right. Right. Um, and that's not to say that everything that president Trump said was true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to do any fact checking on this. <laughs> On this show, that we I'm don't have the of. time to do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the time. But um, just in terms of uh, lying all over the place, Joe Biden was doing it. But mm. he did he did hold himself together. He did he did, and I think um, you know when when it comes to these debates and that kind of goes back to you know after seeing all the reactions on Facebook, this is going to be a terrible debate. I listened to it, and honestly, like I think I got a headache the first time listening to it because there's <laughs> so much back and forth. Honestly, yeah. I think Trump, and I, I have this in kind of like my general takeaways. I thought if Trump had kind of let this one get away from him because it was his to win. Um, yeah. If he just uh, kind of shut up every now and then, Joe Biden would have dug himself a hole. 
You know, I That's mean, like point. I thought Trump was kind of getting away from the main issues that he was going to dominate at. I mean, mm. how how do the how does Biden get off being able to say with a straight face that you know this is Trump's fault and that his economy sucked? You know, it's like actually Trump's economy is the best economy we've seen in years until Trump happened in 2020 you know until mm-hmm. until covid and trump had to lock everything down right yeah he, he statistically just had a great economy running for the u.s and yeah. you know biden is trying to take credit for that and you know take a and point he's recovered that what Obama. 52 million of the jobs lost mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah unemployment is incredible is down to eight percent last yeah. time i heard and it um, was might be even lower than that yeah. maybe I, I have i don't have the exact numbers yeah. in front of me but it, it's it's very impressive how quickly he's managed to pull things together the stock mm-hmm. market's back to better than it ever was during the Obama right. administration already. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, I do agree. I think it's it's hard to say because it's mm-hmm. easy for us to sit back here and say, man, he could have just swept the floor with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. But, again, we're going to be editing this podcast. It's easy for us to right. cover up mistakes. Right. It's easy for us to sound like we're on the tips of our feet. Right. That's not even <laughs> like us. We do so have to leave that in. We're going to have to leave, leave that in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you see my point, though. Like, to we're be fair, Kip here. has been traveling all day to get back here. And, like, this was very last minute. We thought we were doing this Thursday at lunch. And then he messaged me yesterday. And he's like, hey, let's do it Wednesday night. So he had, he really has not had time to gather everything. Um, well, yeah. I, anyway. I mean, well. In all fairness. The, the bottom line is, though, that it's it's hard to – it's easy to say – man, I wish he had just done this or that or thus and such. Mm-hmm. It's it's really difficult to be, A, like, what, three and a half times our age right. and still be right. that on top of things mm-hmm. on stage. He did. I think he did a really decent job. Um, the one thing, if, if anybody listening to this hasn't watched the presidential debate, has been avoiding it just because they uh, saw all of the reactions on Facebook right. and Twitter, et cetera, I would recommend just reading the transcript. Hmm. Uh, I think that's a better way to digest it because I I did watch it live, but I didn't want to watch it again. I couldn't watch it again. So I I read through the transcript, and that was a much better way to digest it. Um, And and I think um, it really really shows a little bit more, uh, like we talked about just a little while ago, how Chris Wallace was loading the questions in favor of Joe Biden. And it really highlights those things in a in a manner in which you can really process it. So I think that's definitely worth it for anybody interested in uh, looking more into this before the next debate or uh, whatever the case may be. Um, maybe you just wait for the transcript of the next one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. But it, I guess I kind of interrupted you there. So Yeah. Well, I, I was monologuing too long, so I'm glad you cut me <laughs> off. Um, uh, but basically, I, I, like that's kind of where I was going with it. I, I listened to it a second time today in preparation yeah. for this. And that I gleaned a lot more from it because I was ready for how barbed both uh, debaters were. Um, yeah. I, you know, I mean, it, it's American politics. You know, like... There's going to be plenty of mudslinging involved. So if you have your mind in that kind of like, okay, I'm just going to grit through that and look for the policies and what are they actually arguing and pushing mm-hmm. about. Um, I, I really liked uh, their discussion about the Supreme Court when it came down to yeah. uh, Justice Amy Comey Barrett. I, I I love her nomination. I mean, the oh, more, yeah. the more digging fan. I do on her uh, in her career, she is just going to be such a great, uh, great addition to it. And also, I think... Uh, 
win for the pro-life camp. I, 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 I don't see Absolutely. how you can look at her family of seven and, you know, I mean, she's written multiple things that actually go in favor for pro-life, and that's more than we can say of John Roberts. So Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but basically, I mean, my just kind of overall thoughts is that I, I wasn't, even on the second go-through, I think that if Trump had stayed away from Hunter Biden and, you know, Cam Mutzling yeah. with that, I think that he, he can win on, you know, they discussed the six topics were the Supreme Court, coronavirus pandemic, the economy, race, in violence in cities and the integrity of the election, uh-huh. he should, I mean, knock all of those out of the park. And really, he's talking to his camp, right? He's talking to his base. Yeah. And if he really focused on those issues, he could steamroll both, you know, Biden and um, Wallace. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that was probably my general complaint when it came to Trump. Yeah, I have a couple thoughts on that. Yeah, go for um, it. The first thought I have is people like us being mm. pro-Trump are a minority in terms of Trump supporters, I would mm-hmm. say. That's not, and I don't want to imply that all Trump, the majority of Trump supporters even are hillbillies who always have some dip in their lip that <laughs> are named Cletus. But it, you, it, Trump does cater to that crowd in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, and the yes. mudslinging is a very effective mm-hmm. way to get those people amped up. Okay. Now, people like us, we see... I don't want to sound arrogant, but mm-hmm. there is a there. Are, I think a couple distinct classes of Trump supporters. There are mm-hmm. people who are just tired of right. everything that's been going on in the government, right. and they're grateful that Trump is nominating conservative judges. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. They're grateful for what he's done to the economy. Right, right. They're grateful for the regulations he's been cutting, and they mm-hmm. see everything he's doing, and they're glad about it. Right, but I right. think there is also a class that just enjoys. Uh, how belligerent Trump is, mm. and and they might not understand. To uh, basically, they're just out there in their Dodge truck. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is this is going downhill fast. But yeah, no, okay. no, I get what you're saying. I mean, there, okay. there are two yeah. different kinds of Trump supporters, and uh, they're one's more redneck than the other. Right. And they they this is a callback to Western Texas kind of America that's yeah. going to come and punch you in the mouth if you exactly you know if you go against football flag and family. You know. Yeah. Um. So I I think that's what you're getting at, and I think yeah. it's it's a good analysis. But uh, so my my second thought though. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you for pulling me out of that hole I was digging for myself. <laughs> about to get yeah, shot by somebody driving a truck. Biden. That's yeah. what happened there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> um, I forgot what my other... No, just kidding. Um, my other thought is uh, kind of going off track a little bit, but still on the topic of your question. Um, I think a lot of people have kind of lost sight of history and... I've seen so many people say there we've never had such an unpresidential president. Right. We've ne- no nothing's ever happened like this mm-hmm. in politics. I mean, come on. Like mm-hmm. Caesar got stabbed by 15 dudes in his palace. Like stuff's been nasty for a long time. Wait, and there was a time before the US? Is that what you're telling me? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rome's just a joke. I that never happened. <laughs> um but I mean, I can point to so many examples. I'm not thinking of any off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. I mean, Henry VIII beheaded a bunch of his wives because he didn't get a son. You know, he was right. triggered. Right. Politics has never been pretty, and just because right. we've been spoiled for the last 250 years, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, politics isn't meant to be a pretty game. Right. 
right? And it, it that's not to say that it can't be redeemed by mm-hmm. Christ's blood, just as everything else can. Mm-hmm. But looking at the state of the rest of our country, I don't think it's the hill that we need to be dying on right now. I don't think we need to be bothered by mm-hmm. Trump's mudslinging and mm-hmm. belligerent antics because he gets the job done and that's what matters. Right, right. And and so I think it's easy to get caught up in that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's understandable. Like right, right. if you look back to Reagan you're like, "Man, oh. I just just wish you could have yeah. the poise of Reagan." Uh, have you ever seen that one speech? It was it was like a couple weeks after Reagan got shot. Yes. And he was giving another yeah. speech and a balloon popped or something. And like without even flinching, he's like, miss me. And then keeps going with his speech. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But the man had a level of dignity and poise that mm-hmm. Donald Trump doesn't have. Yeah. And um, it's easy to get caught up in that. Hmm. It's easy to get frustrated about it. But I, I don't think it's worth the time to, okay. to do so. So I guess okay. that's my second thought yeah. on that. But yeah. I, it, I, it's a valid point. Sorry, right. I'm not trying to... No, no. Shut you up. But no, that, no. I guess that's just my take on that. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, um, that, that, that definitely is something that I, I was, I mean, I reflect on almost any time President Trump either tweets or he is in a debate. You know, because I mean, he can yeah. sound very presidential when he wants to. You know, I mean, his yeah, COVID he videos. Really, really that, good prepared speech. Exactly. He, yeah. he sounds incredible. Yeah, he's he had does. some amazing speeches. Yeah. yeah. And so my, my only. Um, uh, one of the biggest questions that I always wrestle with when it comes to Trump and looking at the last four years is uh, how much, um, you know, I, I don't think that he has pol- polarized the U.S. like the media has pitched to us all these years, right? Yeah. I think the media has had, you know, 80% of that is their fault. But they have been able, you know, Trump gives them enough to work with mm-hmm. that it's believable to a certain extent, right? Exactly. So, so Trump is definitely not Reagan. He's not a mm-hmm. George Washington. You know, and all those men, both of those men had backbones, right? right. And I'm not I'm not saying that Trump doesn't have a backbone. I'm just saying that Trump can be, can be very... Um, uh, outrageous is such a overused term, but the word's not coming to me right now. I know what you're saying, yeah. though, because he, he can be that way. I mean, his Twitter mm-hmm. feed, I'm not saying flinching at some of his tweets isn't right. a reasonable reaction. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that at all. I'm just saying I don't think it's a, a point that's worth belaboring. Okay. Um, it be, but it's it's totally valid. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's not valid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you're also correct in the fact that he, he, he feeds the media just enough that mm-hmm. some of their complaints... Um, have just this tinge of validity, right. but every lie has a tinge of truth. Right. right. Every good lie does. Mm-hmm. But at the at the core of it, Trump feeds them enough to make them uh, make themselves look stupid. Is the yeah, bottom line? Yeah. Because then you end up with headlines like this, where where people are saying he he refuses to condemn white supremacy. When if you read the transcript, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And and so he. I don't know if he does this intentionally, but he carries himself in such a manner that he, he feeds them just enough that they can have mm-hmm. a little bit of truth and then just right. absolutely go shoot themselves in the foot. Right, right. And so maybe he doesn't do it intentionally, but it, it's re- it's really interesting to watch. For yeah, sure. yeah. So. Okay, so so the question that we finally got to for, like, my question that I've been okay. trying to, like, get to. <laughs> wow. But, but it, it's, only, it's taken on earthing, so I'm not saying that we've, like, taken a... Uh, loop to it like yeah. you, you've helped me refine it um, but is Trump's attitude the way that he communicates uh, do you think that's chasing away voters like if there are any left in the like on the fence do you think those are just kind of shooing them away you know is it enough to chase the middle ground voters away I I honestly 
Maybe a few. Maybe a few. Okay. But I don't okay. I don't think that it's going to tank him. Right. Um I think there there could be some people. Um I, I, I hesitate to say no. I don't think he's driving away any voters mm-hmm. by doing this because it's probably the case that he did. There are probably right. a couple thousand people in the U.S. that were going to vote for Trump who are now going to vote third party. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> maybe more, maybe tens of thousands. Um, but I, you know, in my limited scope of friends, most of them are conservative. Right. A lot of them are 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 leaning towards third party, mm-hmm. and I haven't run into anybody who was voting for Trump right. and is now voting third party. I have mm-hmm. seen some people say the debate confirmed in my mind that I need to vote third party. Right. right. But, <clears throat> um, and I guess maybe that, that defines your category of people who are on the fence. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Yeah. I think there yeah. are going to be a, a decent number more people voting third party this year than normal. Mm. But <clears throat> that's, that's been a trend recently. Um, there are more and more right. people are voting third party. Yeah, yeah, I'm so. definitely seeing a large push. Um, actually, and this is just a plug for the Life Giving News, Luke Mason just did an article on devoter.us. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a movement there in the third party. Right. Uh, almost like that third party, but it's giving you an option to not vote, but making use of that, which I, I right. found strategic. I don't agree with it. I don't. Yeah. I, that's not something <laughs> I'm going to do. I, I have been decided that I'm voting Trump like with each passing year of his candidacy. 2020 has been a nutty year, and I think he could have done better in some areas. Sure. But uh, that, that has not swayed my vote. Like, yeah. Um, I, I think it, this is a really important moment for yeah. the U.S. But Same anyway. here. I, I, I totally agree with you. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if you if you are uh, solidly third party and you, you don't care about mm-hmm. President Trump, go check out devoter.us. Yes. Um, <clears throat> it's a really, really cool concept. If I had any doubts about voting for President Trump, I, I would think about it, but I don't. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. Um, so there, there's one last thought that I want to touch on. Um, I know we were just talking about devoter.us, but um, the reason, the main reason I'm not uh, on board with that concept is that I think that voting idealism needs to die, <laughs> especially in 2020. Um, I've heard this explained. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just it's sinking in with me. Man, that's a swing. All right, go for it. Go for it. That's a right hook to a lot of people and probably a lot of people who will listen to this. So, all right, <laughs> this is going to be good. Okay, well, I, maybe I should be prepared for this morning. <laughs> oh, dear. You hyped this up a little too much. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I've heard this explained in a couple of different ways, mm-hmm. but um, one of them is voting isn't sending a valentine it's not saying you're in love with right. this person right Thank like goodness. trump trump isn't a perfect man mm. and uh i've also heard a lot of people say uh you know you you can't vote for trump because he's not he's not led a perfect life thank god that he right. doesn't have the same standard yep. for you yep. you know and, and, and that's not to say that trump hasn't committed more serious sins than right right lots of us have but that doesn't matter you, mm. you break one plane you pain you break the whole window right and that's that's just how it is so um a voting isn't a valentine you're not voting for the love of your life mm. you're voting for who's going to take the country in the direction you want it to go right and uh just a couple days ago <clears throat> pastor wilson here in moscow he wrote a blog post about this and i think he mm. summed it up really well and he said that voting has become a secular sacrament and I think mm-hmm. Christians have <clears throat> kind of fallen prey 
to this idea of you need to be 100% invested right. in the candidate you're voting for. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong. Right. And I, I don't think that's the case. It's not a mm-hmm. sacrament. It's not you're not you're not baptizing your baby. Oh, thank goodness. Right. Yeah. You're not yeah. you're not taking communion. You're you're saying this is the direction I want our country to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to go that way. Yeah. Right. And <clears throat> I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Jorgensen, the main third party third party candidate, has explicitly said that she's not anti-abortion. Right. She's she's pro-choice. Right. She's libertarian to the point where she doesn't want to regulate murder. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah. so the main third party candidate the only one who's even going to get more than a million votes mm-hmm. is pro-choice. Right. So, so who are you going to be voting for? Mm-hmm. You are going to be voting for somebody if, if you are voting on an idealist uh, platform of, right. I am 100% invested in this candidate. Uh, and, and I have to admit, I voted for Ben Carson in 2016 mm-hmm. for this reason. Yep. Because, yep. because Ben Carson was a solid man, is a mm-hmm. solid man. Yeah he would have made a terrible president. Hmm. And I realize that now, but I was 100% on board and I am 100% on board with the kind of man that he is. Right. And so I voted for him. But uh, oh, through Donald Trump's presidency, hmm. I've, I've really learned that, well, this president is getting us results in right. the direction that we want us to want to go. Right. right. And a lot, of these, a lot of these people who are idealists, mm-hmm. President Trump is going in the direction they want to go. Right. But he's he's making compromises to get results. Right. You know, he's yeah. he's not he's not doing everything I want him to do, but he's doing everything that I think he can do. Yeah. And so that's that's my main pitch. Voting idealism I think needs to die. Need to need to give up on it. It's not it's not a sacrament. It's not your mm. it's not your salvation. Right. It's it's do you want do you want our country to maintain freedom or do you want socialism? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pick one. <laughs> right, right. That's 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 my take on it. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my closing thought. Do you have any response to that? Any ideas? Yeah. Well, first of all, that was a clean right hook. Nicely done. Thank you. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing the responses to our, our friends because that that's probably who is going to listen to this first. Right. Um, Mason called uh, you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and he, he's on this project as well, so he yeah. he will probably uh, chase us down. But um, uh, my my thought is, uh, I I would probably say him and all that. I've definitely come to that realization that uh, voting night. Um, you can get really bogged down and confused if you try to get all of. Uh, get a happy answer, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you look at um, really any complicated issue, sometimes for your conscience and for you to be able to sleep at night, you need to find the most important one to you mm-hmm. and figure out, okay, how do I make the best of this situation, right? Yeah. So look at lockdowns, look at the mask debate, the uh, just how much we're in this war right now that's going on culturally, uh, my wife and I have talked about, uh, we need to just figure out one thing because when it comes to wearing masks, you know, in private businesses, or Mm -hmm. do you want to wear a mask because maybe it's not a good Christian witness if you aren't wearing a mask out in public, you know, all of those things. Um, but for us, we decided, you know, we're not going to wear masks in these settings because, you know, we, we think that's an invasion, you know, that's a government overreach. And that, that's the yeah. reason why we're pushing back. You know, yeah. like, and there, there, there are a thousand reasons other otherwise to do or to not do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it comes to voting in this presidential election, I'm thinking, okay, right now we're just at the basic building blocks of life in a country. 
right? Yeah. We are we're haggling over a child's life. Like, right. like when does a child's life begin? For us, it's very simple. Right. And and for me, that's the main issue because if our culture is confused over that, then I'm not going to be able to make any headway if I don't correct that simple definition. Exactly. Right? And yeah. Because that that's such a pivotal thing that we're all arguing around. But a lot of people are going over to Biden because. Well, you know, he, he's kinder. He's more compassionate. Well, he sounds more compassionate, but I don't think he's compassionate if he's killing babies. Exactly. Like that, to me, that that's convicting me to vote for Trump. You know, I, right. I don't like the guy. You know, I, I you know, I, I mean, he he's had affairs. He's, you know, cheating on his wife. You know, he's not an upstanding man. Yeah. But he's a, he's doing some good stuff, you know, that I think the kingdom of God can really benefit from yeah. having him in office. Yeah. Um, and so, for that reason, I'm going to vote for him. Yeah, and I haven't been swayed, and I think that 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 would be the thing that I would tell other people if they asked me uh, for my opinion on that. Um, Absolutely, but yeah, I, I don't know. Well, what let me your let me close it off yeah, with a, for a it. couple more thoughts, kind of bouncing off of what you just said. The first is just something I've noticed that I found really intriguing um, about President Trump, and I think this is this is a good indicator of at least where he's at now. Um, not necessarily where he's been. Um, we all know that he's, he's done lots of terrible things. Right. right. Um, but in terms of where he's at now and what he's doing now, mm. it's really interesting to see his kids, um, mm. Donald Trump Jr., right. Ivanka Trump, his kids are pulling for him. His kids mm. are there for him. Right. And you can't really say that about a, about a lot of politicians. Mm-hmm. And it, it says a lot about... Um, I think about his character, honestly, that his that his kids are still there for him. Mm. Because thinking about it, thinking about all of the things that have been said about what President Trump has done in the past, it seems unlikely that his kids would still be there. I'm not saying the accusations against him are untrue or true, um, because they don't they don't really affect my vote. But a piece of information that I found valuable to note is that his kids are still there for him. And right. I think that's right. that's really cool. And I think that's, that's a, good a good indicator of uh, hopefully an increase in quality mm-hmm. of character in yeah. him. Um, so that's that's one just note of encouragement for anybody um, that I've, I've kind of noticed. And the last piece of encouragement is uh, thank God that our president is not the Messiah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yeah. it... All of this considered, um, you know, we've we've sat down here to talk about the presidential debate, mm-hmm. and, and it's a valuable thing to talk about, and I think yeah. it's important that Christians are involved um, in in voicing their opinions mm-hmm. in in the political sphere. But at the same time, uh, the only the only thing that you'll ever do that's going to last forever is making babies. So yeah. make babies, raise them well, and grow the kingdom that way, and everything else will sort itself out. That's yeah. that's really all that matters. So, um, but also go vote for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Have your kids vote for Trump. I mean, it's mailing. They don't. They won't know the difference. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, kind of just a little, little side note. Yeah, because it's it's a little bit sad once you once you kind of just get rambling on about politics and totally news yeah. and lies and all this. And so I just wanted to throw in a couple happy things yeah. there at the end. No, so I think that's great. Yeah. Um, just like. To prime people for the next next debate, um, that's October fifteenth. That's gonna. Yeah. I mean, you can find it on CBS, ABC, CNN. There, there, there's so many streams on YouTube. You can find that's where I watched it. Um, and then uh, the 
a moderator for that. Um, oh, I just had it here. Uh, is Steve Scully. He's a C-SPAN political editor. Um, oh, so maybe if you want to scout ahead, <laughs> yeah. I probably will. I'll probably go watch a couple of his things in yeah. preparation for our next analysis. But, um, yeah, that's all I got. If you awesome. Yeah. Well, this is Kip and Isaac signing off for now. We'll see you guys pretty soon. <laughs>